Hey everybody, it's Robbie and Garrett, and we just got done with our Delta Flyers Voyager Edition uh, wrap party. We just finished, and... Look uh, at the moon behind us. Look at the moon. <laughs> it's full moon. It's beautiful. We, we had a blast. Yeah. Uh, this community of Delta Flyers uh, fans is incredible, mm. and we just made an announcement in there that we do have plans to continue the podcast. Yes, we do. But because of the sag after strike that's going on right now, we're going to have to delay some things, so our, our next show that we're watching is DS9. We're going to be doing a DS9 rewatch with Armin Shimmerman and Miss Terry Farrell. Yes, so we've we got are. those two wonderful human beings joining us it's for chapter two of yes. the Delta Flyers. But until, but until the, I mean, as long as the strike's going on, we're not going to be, we're not able to move. start we can't that. do anything. Yes. But we will still upload a podcast yes. uh, every we're still going to do it every yeah, week yeah, yeah, we're, we're going to talk about stuff okay yeah. that's not uh, content not con specific. not Trek content but yes. other stuff but yeah. we're going to have a lot of fun anyway so please stay with us stay, with stay us. tuned and we're going to bring you more awesome 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 content entertaining informative and at times uplifting Greetings, everyone. Welcome to the Delta Flyers with Tom and Harry. We just want everyone to know that we are recording this a little bit early in case of a sag after strike. Mm. And uh, we plan to record this episode in Vegas at our finale wrap party of the podcast. But we're so close to finishing all the episodes, we wanted to make sure that we have everything done just in case there is a sag after strike. Fingers crossed that they make a good deal, uh, but we yeah. wanted to get all the content out. Mm -hmm. So welcome to the Delta Flyers with Tom and Harry as we journey through episodes of Star Trek Voyager. Your two hosts along this journey are my fellow actor, my fellow Voyager actor, Garrett Wong, who in 2009 played Vic Vu in Why Am I Doing This? And of course, your favorite helmsman, Robert Duncan McNeil, a.k.a. Robbie McDunk, RDM, Robbie D, whatever you want to call me. Remember, you can get the full version of this podcast and lots more bonus material by signing up to become a patron at patreon.com forward slash the Delta Flyers. Ooh, so that's a mouthful. Vic Vu, yeah. Vic Vu Vic in Why Am I Doing This? What is that? Yeah, that was a independent film, uh, Asian American writer, director, oh, wow. and the character that I was playing was actually a caricature of a actual person that is alive today. So it was. Were uh, you doing it like an impersonation? Kind of, but I mean, it's not the same. It's based on somebody in real life, and and this person right. is a is an individual like a recognizable person, a recognizable person in the Asian American film world. Like okay. whenever, like whenever they had the Asian American Film Festival, this individual would would be he would be the moderator for all Q and A's afterwards. Right, right, right. And he always wore a beret, and he was an Asian guy, and it was just I would so I did an impersonation. They were kind of doing a, a <laughs> yes, version yes, of, of this inspired individual, by inspired by this person. Yes, and so why am I doing that, this? What was yeah. it a comedy? Was it? Yeah, a... it's a, it's yeah, it's sort of like um, it's it's sort of like it, it follows one character trying to make it in Hollywood in terms of being Asian and trying to make it in Hollywood, but I'm not that oh, person. It's the guy that wrote it and directed about his own 
you know, career. Oh, I see. So I see. I'm just, I'm just a, you know, I'm, I'm sort of an Ethan Phillips, Bob Picardo character, character actor in this movie. That's wow. It. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mr. Yeah. Indie film. You are yeah, Mr. Pretty much. Indie film. I, you know, I agree to a lot of stuff when I was on Voyager. I'd be like, sure. Yeah, I'll do that. No problem. I mean, yeah. I, I rarely said no. The only thing I turned down or I didn't turn it down. I just never returned the call was the, yeah. you know, 15 part miniseries about space that I turned down for science. I, I don't know why I did that. I was so, so just not in my right head uh, and um uh jillian anderson from x files uh got the job so it was an offer they didn't even ask me to come to audition they're like we're giving you this would you call us back please and i remember getting that message on my i was checking my voicemail on the um the phone in my trailer and i was like yeah i'll call these guys but i never did i was just so like oh yeah, uh, so stupid it was just like really like the host dude like i was the TV yo, host and, and robbie you know how rare it is to give get an offer where you don't even have to like audition at all that's rare it's not common and and these guys didn't know me from adam they just knew my work on voyager thought they thought this would be a great guy so we're gonna go ahead and offer this to him and i i definitely um was not in my sound mind and jillian anderson got to do it so i'm wow. like ah dang it yeah wow. but other than that i i accepted every independent film from every single person that had you know whether they had film school experience or not i was like yeah i'll do it so wow that was me yeah okay wow. cool all right. Well, uh, here we are trying to get this this finale done in case we don't get to do it live. Yeah. Uh, so crazy. I really though. hope we can. But mm. let's yeah, we'll see. go watch Endgame Part 1. Yeah. And we'll be back with our review and discussion. Yes. For our Patreon patrons, stick around for your bonus material. Oh, righty. We are back. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Yes, we are. I, okay. Let's this just is get... not at all how I remembered. <laughs> this is not at all how I remembered. This is, it's so I... not how I remembered. Well, I mean, even from the first shot, I was confused. I was like, wait a minute. Why, so are we, why are we getting home right now in the very beginning? So then it was like, okay, all right. This is like a flat. I was like, are we a flash, flash forward, forward, flash backwards? It's so crazy. So let's it's, just start with our poetry synopsis, right? Let's now. do. Okay? Let's start with a little poetry to calm down yes. for this. And okay. This is poetry synopsis for part one. Yes, part just one. part one. Just part one alone. Okay, here yes. we go. This is my haiku for Endgame Part One. Ten-year reunion. Janeway plans solo mission. Secret time travel. That's good. Thank you. That's good. That's really good. You covered a lot. You you really synopsized very well. My limerick, we'll see. Okay. We'll see. Let's see. Here we here we go. Yeah. My limerick for Endgame Part One. Captain Janeway needs a chrono deflector to jump to a new timeline and sector. A C seven love is new, and it makes me go ooh. And the Borg Queen's an ominous specter. I like that one. There's a lot of Thank comedy you. in that one, actually. Yes, so, I tried. And made me. I tried. And yeah, and you always try to me find go the funny ooh. as a director. And the ooh thing really made me chuckle. I LOL'd on that silently. I didn't want to yeah. ruin your reading. So good job, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Teleplay think, by Ken Biller and yeah. Robert Doherty. We didn't have Robert Doherty in no, this at all. We didn't have Bob Doherty on that one at all. No. But we did we, say Biller and we did say Berman. So we got those two. And right. we did say Braga. We said the threesome. So, yeah. So we got the story by, but yes. just the teleplay we got wrong. Correct? 
Yes. Okay. And, and he a, did direct both. So now he did direct. And both. See, I'm so, Oh, I feel like I, I feel stupid now because if you think about it, let's flash back to caretaker, a two part uh, pilot pilot was directed should've... by Colby the entire time. So why wouldn't we end with one guy directing the entire two part ending? So I didn't even I, think about that. Did we film it together? We must've filmed part yes. one and two together. Together. Yeah, of course. Wow. I mean, that I was... didn't remember that at all. Yeah. But I don't think we took the 31 days that we took to shoot caretaker. I no. think it was a more compacted, you yes. know, proper 14 day, 14 day two for the two up two parter. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe yeah. maybe fifteen at most, right? Sometimes they would add it. Would, sometimes we would have an eight day shoot. So sometimes, rarely, right, sometimes, like rarely. once a year, right? Once, once a year, year we'd get that. Yeah. Yes. So maybe we had it here. Okay. Possibly. Okay. okay. So there you go. Uh, the guest stars: Dwight Schultz. We've already talked about him. Richard Hurd. We've talked about Richard Hurd. Von Armstrong. We've talked about Von many times. Manu and Teremi. We've talked about Manu. Uh, we have not talked about. Let's see. Lisa, Lo Cicero. I think okay. that's how you say her name. Your daughter, Ensign Moral Paris. Yes, of right. course. So I did. Very... I actually didn't know the actress's <laughs> real name. I can't believe I didn't know my daughter's real name. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Uh, that's I didn't right. recognize. I was like, yeah, Lisa, sure. <laughs> yeah, whoever she know, is. Lisa. <laughs> oh, my daughter. Okay. Yeah, your kid. Uh, so, uh, you know, what's interesting on her resume, she has done two Star Trek video games. Star Trek Armada 2. Uh, excuse me, three, Star Trek Amada 2, Star Trek Bridge Commander, and Star Trek Elite Force Part 2. So she was like a, you know, wow. a go-to person for video games, big time. But her very first credited project would have been a 1993 short by the name of The Perfect Woman. And we have Miguel Perez. If you remember, Miguel played the, I guess, the one doctor that um, was oh, yeah. kind of in the room when Tuvok was freaking out in the medical yeah. facility, right? Yeah, yeah. So, And then uh, our doctor comes and talks to that doctor. So Miguel Perez, who played the physician, that's his uh, actual mm -hmm. title on this mm -hmm. on our show. Uh, his very first project, a 1990 TV movie, Murder in Black and White. Murder in Black and White. There is one credit that precedes that, but that credit is General Hospital. And they put down 1963, which is the starting date of general hospital so we don't know the exact you know when year. he appeared that, exactly yeah. so clearly it was before 1990 and much later than 63 yes. i'm going to say yeah. that much which yeah next we have grant garrison that was the cadet if you remember the cadet that yeah, there was were a couple of, of a, cadets a male yes. cadet and a female cadet mm -hmm. yep. i call him the class clown cadet he was the one trying to be yes, funny and trying make, to be yeah. charming yes, yes. Grant Garrison's very first credit is a 1997 episode of Walker, Texas Ranger. Wow. Yeah. Okay. okay. Alice Krieg, another guest star. We know about Alice. We've talked yep. about Alice. Yeah. And we jump over to the co-stars. Amy Lindsay. Amy Lindsay played Lana, the doctor's wife, young bride. Oh, yes. Yes. So Lana's very first credit was a 1994 film called The House on Toddville Road. The House on Toddville Road. And evidently, I think Amy still does acting, but has crossed over into casting as well. So, oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Good for her. Yeah. We have Matthew James Williamson, who, you know, this is his third role on Voyager, but I'll just say he played the Klingon. He's the one that just kind of yelled at your daughter in the cave, right? He's like, yeah, he was great. He was really yeah. good. Yeah. And I kept thinking, wow, for a under five guy, he's pretty good. And then when I looked he's it up, I go, oh, we've already used him. That's like he's yeah. been on our set three. This is his third time working for us. So yeah, he's, a he's really very comfortable. Good. He was, yeah. Yeah. He was good. Yeah. But his first project was a 1999 project called Swap Meet. Swap Meet. Okay. And we have Iris Bath. That's the female cadet who mistakenly asks 
Admiral Janeway about Seven of Nine and Seven, and she doesn't want to talk about Seven of Nine. But her mm-hmm. very first, uh, well, I want to say this: Voyager was her third credit ever. Her first okay. was Star Trek Voyager Elite Force, the game in two thousand, oh, and her second was Star Trek Voyager Away Team, the video game in two thousand and one. Oh and then she did our show. So she did voices on games based on our show, and then wow. she did our show, which is kind of backwards, right? You'd think that you would do the show, yeah. then you would do the game. So good for her that she was able to do that. She played that uh, the cadet role quite well. Mm-hmm. I thought she did a good job. Yeah, being a little she, embarrassed by that too. Yeah. Next we have. Ashley Sierra Hughes, who played Sabrina Wildman, the daughter of Naomi Wildman and the granddaughter of Samantha Wildman. Wow. So, yes. Isn't that? Oh, my goodness. So 1998, first credit, an episode of Mr. Show with Bob and David. Oh. Where she played the role of alien child now if that isn't foreshadowing for our show i don't know what is that's incredible that's crazy yeah Yeah. mr show was a great show by the way it was such a Mm -hmm. funny it is excuse me yes the show has disappeared no it is a good show yes yeah all right let's dive into part one we see fireworks fireworks and the golden gate bridge and voyager swooping very close to the bridge i was like (laughs) Tom's probably piloting maybe, and he's coming in hot by the Golden Gate Bridge. Oh, like, yeah. Pump the brakes, dude. Get oh, a little yeah. distance there. Oh, yeah. He's very close, and there's fireworks, and there's a large crowd, and we hear a newscaster yeah. talking about, well, this should look familiar to all of you. Right. This is Voyager's triumphant return home to Earth after 23 years right. in the Delta Quadrant. I was right. like, wait, what? Yes. We've just jumped forward 23 years. Yes. Not only and that was familiar, archived footage, though. That's archive yeah. footage for them because it's 10 years ago that we came back. Yes. Yeah. The history he says of the return, the newscaster. So it's 33 years after Voyager left. That's the timeline we're in, we realize. Yeah. So yeah. they set up that timeline. And then it sort of pans across a mug and it's like a bent mug, Janeway's mug. Right. She picks it up. And is that the mug from Year of Hell, the damaged mug? Do you remember? I don't remember. Maybe. Because I catch. feel like it's, I, it's a there's it's some a, significance there. there has yeah, to be. It's, yeah. She picks up the mug. She walks away. We see her from behind. She's gazing out a window. And then she turns and we re- realize it's Janeway right. with gray hair. Yeah. 33 years after the pilot. Yeah. That they spent 23 years in the Delta Quadrant and they've been home for 10. So yeah. So this is uh, far in the future, and she's still got that damaged mug from Year of Hell, which I thought was very cool. Okay. Yeah. And by the way, I did notice right away, you had mentioned before we watched this, that Kate and Roxanne did not do any real, you know, age that, makeup on the that's face. That's what I remember, but they do have some on there. It's like, I do see something going on on little on bit, Alana's, but it's a little very bit. little. It's slight though, right? But, but the yeah. truth is like, they look more, you know, 33 years after the pilot. That's a, you know, we're close to that now. Yeah. And, you know, that looks more normal than I feel like, and we'll get to this, but with you and I, yeah, we both looked like 80 years old, 100 years it, old. Like it was way too it was old. Incon- it was inconsistent because we did yeah. the calculations. We talked about this before recording this. We said that, I told you that if you calculate the 33, Harry should be exactly my age now. 
54. He should be 54, 55 right now uh, in the in the beginning of this. And, and you look and 75 I, or 80 years old. It's horrible. But then later you look at Dwight Schultz yeah. and what he should be. He should be looking like Patrick Stewart in the yeah. in 33 years later, because let's face it, he should be older than Janeway. Right. Yeah. The, so the, there's no the age makeup was definitely no. all over the place. Yeah. Was, I, I didn't I, understand. I get why they wanted to do. Like yeah. extreme makeup to show that this is, you know, far right. in the future. I get like right. creatively the general idea, yeah. But it was it was a bit all over. But anyway, I agree. Kate's I agree. got a gray wig in this first scene. We, you know, we see her gray hair. Yeah, but her face looks great still. She yeah. looks great. Yep. So she it's does. very very confusing to me watching this first scene. There she is. Yeah, thirty three years in the future. Yeah, she's got her damaged mug. What is going on? Where's everybody else? Yeah. We go into a party next. Yeah. This is, I guess, in her apartment, right? Yeah. So this is the this is the reunion party, is what I'm guessing. Yeah, this is the 10-year right? reunion. This is the big deal. Yeah. We see the backside of Harry, uh, yes. an older Harry, basically, a re a promoted Harry, thank God, in this yeah. timeline. And a small little lost girl <laughs> comes up to Harry and just, you know, tugs him on his. Uh, on his sleeve and he kneels down and says oh who are you and we find out this is little sabrina sabrina wildman naomi's yes. daughter very yes. exciting uh to see that so and the minute i saw my makeup i was like oh too you looked, you much had the old old makeup it, the jowls they put they attached all these prosthetics on my cheeks and my just to make me look you know, like I'm decrepit and old, you know, yeah, it and it was, was a just lot of makeup. way too much, way too much. I love so. the little girl. She had one line reading that sounded like mm. one of the kids from Annie to me. Harry says to her, I've been in a deep space assignment. Right. And she goes, for four years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for four years. Four years. So for four to years. It was like. I don't know her, her line reading on that. I was like, I, I went back and replayed. I'm like, that is adorable. And so who, to you, you were sitting in, you're watching Annie on, you know, on the stage. I felt like I was watching. Felt, yes. Yeah. And this kid actress comes out and does a line. For four, four years. <laughs> for four years. The sun will come out tomorrow. tomorrow. Yes, I felt like it was going to go into Annie. She was adorable. I love little Sabrina. She was. So Harry asked uh, Sabrina to find her mom because Harry wants to talk to her when she walks away. Now, Janeway comes over to Harry and yep. they talk about uh, Tuvok and, you know, who, he's not doing well. So now we know there's some I mean, issues with Tuvok, you know? I know. And, and I had forgotten that there was some kind of like alzheimer's yeah. dementia storyline you totally forgot for that entirely oh i forgot it Robbie. entirely and as oh, soon no. as as soon as janeway uh as soon as you ask harry says how's tuvok and she yeah. says not well yeah i was like oh no yeah I something happened. about that sad story mm -hmm. yeah it's very very sad uh they walk over to the window and harry actually apologizes for missing the funeral so now as an audience More member you're thinking news. yeah you're thinking who not Tuvok, or yeah. is it Tuvok? Like, you don't know. Well, you're, you're going to say it's probably not Tuvok because they say he's not doing well. That's, well, that's, what, he's still I, there. that's what I thought is like, first of all, Tuvok's got bad news and then right. somebody's dead. Somebody's dead. It was a funeral we that someone no just died. Mm -mm. But we're 33 years in the future. We're 23 years, Yes, you know, or whatever the math is. I'm bad at math, but yeah. you get it. It's yeah, way in the I future. It. So, I so I, I, this is still had me confused because I was like, I don't remember this. I thought yeah. we just skipped it to the future at the very end. I thought very it was confusing. like, I thought very we got confusing. home 
Yeah. And then we jump to the future. I didn't yeah. remember this whole Janeway coming Starting back. this way, yeah. It's very masterfully crafted. I will it say is. that it's much, great. okay? Yeah. In terms of writing and in story structure. After this, uh, apology for not being in that funeral. We're confused. And that is when we cut to a shot of Tom and the doctor. Yeah, uh, The doctor comes in with a woman we don't know who it is. And mm. we do find out uh, that this is the doctor's new bride. But when we see Tom Perry, Paris, he's let me going just, bald. Can I just, all right, can I just ask you, what did you think? Did this remind you of any character in film and television in the history of film and TV? What character does know. this remind you of? Because it was instantaneous. The second no, you no showed idea. you, oh my gosh. Okay, if you recall, in Back to the Future, oh, at, the, yeah. at the very end when the roles are reversed and Crispin Glover is now successful writer and it's Biff who's now, you know, had the misfortune. Yes. You looked exactly like Biff when he comes into the house. He goes, uh, uh, yeah. So can I, can, can I, can I give you another coat of wax, sir? Or like at the end, remember when he's, yes. and he's, and he's very yes. subservient, but he's got the balding hair and he's older. That's what they made you look like. Like, like Biff. Biff. From Back to the Future. Do you see that? I do now. I didn't think of it then, but yeah. Why would Tom Paris look older than everybody else in yeah. this scene? Excuse me? You yeah. look like 80-something years old. What's yeah. happening? I Not... don't know. Do I look that way now? I mean, no, like you said. No, no, We, in that no. episode, if you do the math, I Paris would have been about the age I am right now. No. Yeah, and exactly. I you... didn't. I, do, I No. 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 You have more hair. hair. You have more hair, definitely. And hair. you also have smoother skin. Honestly, did your wardrobe look like what Biff was wearing in that final scene? That that tank top, black tank top, whatever you had on, dark green tank top. It just, oh, man. I mean, I'm all for doing cool makeup on its own. It was a cool makeup. I was happy to wear it, but it just doesn't, the math doesn't add up. It doesn't fit with everybody else. No, you it know? was too much. One thing I did notice in the scene, so the doctor comes in, yeah. he looks exactly the same because he's I, a Yeah, of course. Holiday. He's a Hologram. hologram. Yep. He's not mm -hmm. gonna age. Nope. His wife was very young. Yep. But I love the way that Bob changed his performance just a little bit, that he was relaxed. It was like the kind the doctor, the version of the doctor that was always like amped up and edgy and very triggered and reactive and and arrogant and all that. He mm. was just, I thought Bob did a really great job at just he was very mellow. It was like he was much more he, human and much yeah. more calm and yeah I, I just, he, it was, he seems it was smoother than normal like than yeah. his normal self right so yeah. you're right so there's some type of maturity that has happened in the last yeah. you know <laughs> yeah even though they years didn't, or, even though they didn't change his look like yeah. they did ours yeah his per his performance and personality changed and i thought that was great yeah good choice uh, yeah. for him as an actor yeah. for sure I, yeah. applaud, I applaud him so we find out that they've been married for exactly 13 days yeah. <laughs> One two day weeks shy tomorrow. of two weeks. Yeah. And then I love Paris's line, which says, my invitation must have gotten lost in subspace, <laughs> which was to me very funny. Well, we learned they eloped. That's they, why yes, there was they, no, they, they eloped. eloped. And she says, well, <laughs> Joe has a real flair for romantic gestures. Yeah. And I loved when Paris says, Joe. That's the best you can come up with in 33 years. Joe is what you Joe? said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It made me laugh. It was funny. Uh, but we find out that's Lana's grandfather's name. So now uh, Torres and Janeway have a talk. We see them talking yeah. and, and now there's some serious talk going on. They're talking yeah. about some type of mission 
that morale your daughter was sent on, uh, you know, that you know Torres is asking Janeway um, to give her more details. Janeway doesn't want to reveal any more details. It's it's com- it's basically a secret mission, is what it is. So she yeah, and Janeway won't details. tell Balana what no. really what's going on. And no. even when Balana says, "Would an old friend have anything uh, to do with this mission that you just sent my daughter on?" Yeah, and right. you know. Balana's protective, but she yeah. trusts Janeway, and right. Janeway and says, "I can't talk about it." And uh, yes, and, and Janeway and- says, "Your daughter will be home soon." Correct. But before that, and the reason why I didn't go into that is because in my notes, my the name autocorrected to Kirsty, and it says Torres and Janeway talk of Kirsty, and I'm like, "What? It- Korath? That's who they were talking yes. about." Okay, yes. so not Kirsty. So no. there, that, that the talk began. You you hear some talk about Korath, some Klingon guy, some high council business, this and that. Is it going to happen? Then the talk about the mission that Morale was on happens, yeah. and uh, Janeway says, "Yeah, she'll be back." This is starting to lay in that Janeway's got something going on Something's that up she's not telling anybody mm-hmm. about. No, no, no. And it's, it's uh, you know, I mean, now that we know, it's more of a temporal prime directive issue. But um, at the time, as you're watching, you have no clue what's happening. You have no so clue what what's going this? on. Mm-mm. And Barkley makes a toast yes. at the end of this scene. Yes. Barkley and- toasts to 23 mm-hmm. years. Right. He says, yeah. to the journey. He uses that in the toast as Which well. Which is from Masters of the Universe. That was our catchphrase in Masters of the Universe. Seriously? Well, it was good journey. Good journey. Oh, oh, oh. I didn't but know close. That. Oh, it is close. Good I journey. Know that. Good yeah. journey. That's and- what... And- all the masters of the universe characters would say yeah. good journey to each other good journey okay yes. i like that but yeah. i will say that as i said earlier seeing barkley for the first time i i thought no he his hair is not there's no there's very light gray there he should be the thing they did with barkley is they put this like underneath like his neck oh so he had a little bit of he extra stuff like a yeah. prosthetic neck thing but don't you yeah. agree he should have gone pretty silver i mean more than janeway at least or I matching her so. So I that, so. yeah, I just felt like he wasn't aged as much, but it was yeah. nice to see him regardless. He makes a nice toast. And at the end, Janeway does add, and to those of us who aren't here to celebrate this with us. So now yeah. you have another reference to like, hey, the, the who dead died? One. Yeah, the, the missing dead one. Ones, the, the dead yeah. crew member. We don't know who it is. Yes. Exactly. Next, we go into uh, Starfleet classroom and Barkley yeah. is uh, introducing teaching. Yeah. Uh, teaching about the Borg and the collective and assimilation and right. the hierarchy and all of yeah. that, the hive mind. Yeah. And he says, we've got a guest lecturer. She literally wrote the book, Admiral Catherine Janeway. Yes. And, and here's Janeway teaching. She's going to mm-hmm. be teaching this class. And that's when the questions arise. When you informed the queen yeah. that you were going to liberate thousands of her drones, could you describe the look on her face? And she doesn't answer that. She just kind of looks yes. over at Barkley like, whatever. But I wanted her to answer that, actually. Uh, and then the next question was, how extensive was Seven of Nine's involvement in Unimatrix Zero? And then Janeway just has a pause. A dramatic pause. Very yes. dramatic. I would prefer not to discuss Seven of Nine. This is a moment where I was like, is Seven of Nine one of the dead ones? Is that why it's just too yeah, hard to talk that, about it? That's or what it seemed like, didn't did it? Did Seven of Nine turn and, you know, betray them in some right. way? So I was. Did she betray us or is she dead? So you have yes. more questions, right? More we don't questions. know. We have yes. no clue. And then an aide comes in and whispers in Janeway's ear. So it was an extra yes. who was assigned to come in and whisper. But he then was they an ensign l- as well, by the way. They, yes, he was an ensign. They had 
loop group or somebody yeah loop in whisper, whisper <laughs> words yeah. because he wasn't his mouth was clearly talking yeah i just thought why didn't they let the kid just say they some should've. words like they just should've. let him have a line and just, and you couldn't tell what he was whispering but you can you if could you turn the volume the, up you can you could hear you the looping and it was it you was can hear the loop you yeah can hear the loop. Did you hear it? It said uh, there is a call from en- from Ensign Paris or something like that. Oh, so, really? Yeah, that's what oh, the loop no, I couldn't hear it. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, so now we're in Janeway's office or somebody's office, mm-hmm. right? So maybe I'm I guessing it's, I'm guessing it's her office, and um, you know, there's there's this conversation uh, with Ensign Moral Paris, your daughter, Ensign Moral, and, yeah. which. Uh... At first, you don't know who this ensign is. I didn't remember. So I was like, <laughs> who's this ensign? Until, yeah. you know, uh, good work, Ensign Paris. At the very end of the scene, I was like, you, what? The wow. mystery technician is so, Ensign Paris? So what do you think of your beloved daughter that now that she's an adult? What do you think? Yeah? You know, she's involved with the right captain. That's for sure. I, and I do think the casting was good. I think she looks like she could be your kid. You and yeah. Roxanne's yes. kid. If you, yes. if you two physically did. had a kid. You know, outside of just yes. had one. Whatever. It was a good combination. I yeah. think so. I really, yes. really do. So this dialogue between Janeway and your daughter is basically Janeway saying, did you see it? And your daughter saying it works. And then your daughter informs uh, Janeway that Korath wants to hand it over in person to you. So now Janeway's like, fine, I'll be there as soon as I can. So now, again, more mystery. What is it? What's yeah. happening? But it's Korath's Damn. name gets brought up again, and yes, Balana so mentioned know. that name. So she did earlier. This the is what they were kind of referencing yes. a little bit. Yes. But clearly, Balana doesn't know as much, or morale. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not they're not working together. No. Janeway's got them all doing different things to help yeah. her. So yeah. next, we go to Tuvok's room. We don't see anything except for close up on a candle and a crumpled piece of paper. So Craker brings us on a close up of of. That yes, and then it's paper tossed on the floor. Mm -hmm. It pans over more paper, more crumpled stuff to a crouched over Tuvok who's very busy going over these notes, adding new things to it, opening up crumpled notes and adding things. So clearly, these notes aren't thrown away, they're just kind of crumpled and then revisited by him. Well, they're definitely revisited because I watched what he was writing on the paper, and he was literally tracing over already huh? written sentences. Oh, wow. That's... Probably so that they didn't have to reset the props every take. <laughs> but, but but that I actually noticed... works for his dementia too, though, right? So it doesn't... It does work. He's just does, yeah. tracing over the same things <laughs> he's already it. written. I love it. It's kind of funny. Uh, that's very funny. Janeway does walk in at this point. Yes. And he immediately says that she's an imposter because Janeway visits on Sunday. Today is Thursday. And he says that uh, he's very close to completing his work. And Janeway gets emotional, telling Tuvok that she's going to go away and that she may not see him again. And at and, this moment, by the way, yeah, when she said, I'm going away and I may not see you again. Yeah. And the look from him, I felt like they were both, Kate and Tim Russ were playing this moment of... This is our last time. This on, is our, our last set, our set together. Our last like, do you re- together. They both yeah. realized it. Yeah. Because it wow. felt like such a real moment. It didn't feel it was. like acting it was, to no, me. It was it really. Was a, it was. It's the first time she kisses him on the head when she says goodbye. You never see Janeway do that. Mm-hmm. That was a very touching moment. She says goodbye. She leaves something on the dresser. 
we cut to it and we see that it's a crew photo of yeah. the Voyager crew back in their younger days. Right. And this was a publicity shot. That yeah. And so that made me laugh. I was like, really? Janeway gives the gift of our season seven cast photo that we took for publicity. Yeah, it was a publicity <laughs> shot. It's the photo that we sign at conventions all the yeah. time. So and that's what she gave him in this. That's scene. what she gave him. It was just yeah. like, it was like, you know, you give you give that to Tuvok, but you don't have it autographed. What are you doing? You yeah, should have exactly. at least autographed it. Exactly. <laughs> so. Um, the other thing that made me laugh is when it cut to the high wide shot at the very end of the scene. Yeah. The shape of his bed looks like a coffin. It was like it was <laughs> so like not it, not a rectangular bed. It, it sort of had that, like that. It, yes. it did a thing where it was <laughs> it was it like went wide by the shoulders and then tight oh, again. God. I was like, oh, oh my god, that was a pretty heavy-handed foreshadowing <laughs> that Tuvok's on his way out or something. I don't know. Oh my gosh, I did In not a catch coffin, that coffin-shaped bed. Yes. Yeah, I did not catch that. Well, very very good. Next scene, we're in uh, Janeway's residence, and yes. the doctor has come to make a house call. He comes, and the door, yes, the doorbell rings. Yeah, and we kind of see some feet walk into the shot, and it comes right. up, tilts up to the to the door. Right. And I made a note. You know, the feet come into the shot, and I immediately knew it was Kate's feet, even though the wardrobe. Come on. Because of the way that she walks. Oh. Kate Mulgrew has a very particular, very kind of intentional walk. Okay. And I was like, oh, that's Kate's feet. Okay. And the other thing, when it tilted up, she's wearing this like light blue costume or yeah. pajamas or something. Right. That is the best color on Kate Mulgrew I've ever seen. <laughs> Honestly. I was like, oh my God, that is a great color on her. Like. <laughs> It yeah, was. that should have been her uniform yeah. that color because it was very, it would look great. Mm -hmm. But yep. yeah, she opens the door. The doctor's there. He's making a house call. The doctor says, for 33 years, you fought me every time that you were due for a physical. And now you want me to give you a physical ahead of schedule and a house call? Like, it's very suspicious. Yeah. The doctor notices she wants to have a physical because she's taking a trip, she says. Right. and. And then she asks a magic question. Do you know anything about promoxaline? And he's like, yes, it's a very experimental drug right mm -hmm. now. And she says, why well, need exactly 2000 milligrams of that by tomorrow afternoon? <laughs> and the doctor's like, may I ask why? And she's no, yes. no, no, it's confidential. And he says, fine. Oh, 900. I'll have I it. loved in this scene, by the way. Yeah. It's all very casual and very yeah. friendly. Yeah. And then when, when he says, yeah, it's very promising that medicine. Why do you ask? Mm. She pops up into this close up, like, yeah. It cuts from this casual sort of shots to yeah. a close-up that she just pops up into. And she says, right. I need 2,000 milligrams of that by tomorrow afternoon. Yeah. It was very, it was a great intense close-up that she it was. popped yeah. into for yeah. that demand of the medicine. I Most it was definitely. Great. It was good. Now we jump over to an exterior shot of a Starfleet communications building. Is what it said? I yes, because it said yeah. Starfleet communications yeah. on the building. Right across the top, it literally... Yeah. <laughs> So there's no question where the communications <laughs> where building is. It Just is a in case giant you can't sign. find it. Yeah. Yes. Starfleet Communications Building. So we're in an office. It's early hours. It's before office hours begin, clearly. And Barkley is handing Janeway a pad da -da -da -da, with everything mm -hmm. that she needs. And we find out that the shuttle that she needs is also waiting for her at the Oakland shipyard. And he says, Barkley says that he wishes she would let him come with her. And she says, no, I have to do this alone. So we're getting but, closer to this mystery yeah, trip. Yeah, we're what this is. bit by bit, the little jigsaw puzzle is finally making uh, making some type of uh, image that we can yeah. see what this he, is. He also hands her like a thermos. Yeah, fresh tea. For he the made trip. fresh tea. 
He said, mm. I made fresh tea for the trip, not yep. the replicated stuff. And I thought, yeah. tea? When yeah. does she drink tea? Well, she's a now she drinker. drinks tea, though. Maybe that that's what I thought. She's changed now, where she's not drinking coffee. She's but drinking she had tea. the broken coffee cup in the first scene. So you can I drink know. tea out of a coffee cup, too. So yeah, yeah. Okay. I just I it, w- it would have seemed like more in character if he had said, I made you some fresh coffee, not the replicated stuff. Agreed. The thermos. Tea Agreed. just felt like, I don't know. Strange. Yeah, it, no, it's strange for old Janeway, but Admiral Janeway may have changed her taste. She may have changed you know? a little. That's all I'm okay. going to say. When okay. I was a kid, I hated Brussels sprouts. I like them now. That's right. What, that's the end of that scene. And now we come to a shot of Janeway. I don't know. Is this dawn? By a is tree. Is this the break of dawn? Yeah, by I think a it was tree like the on a... evening or something. I yeah. don't know. Oh, I thought. I think they okay. shot it on stage with a with a like a backing, like a paint backing. Yeah, some mat and backing tree. and a tree, and it looks like she's on some type of promontory <clears throat> or cemetery, a little bit of a hill. We yeah. realize. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, you don't know that in the beginning because you, yeah. all you see is her. You don't see any type of gravestones, and then you see you, and it begins with her speaking and not knowing where she is yet because she says, "Any final words of advice for your old captain?" And then you're like, "Oh, what's happening?" And then she squats down, and then the the camera brushes brings the us leaves down. yeah brushes the leaves mm-hmm. aside and we see it is chakotay's grave yes yeah yes and that was the funeral and by the way i did the math on his age he was yeah. only 65 years old the character when he died oh he was 65 because it said he was born in 2329 oh you added the numbers 2394 i did yeah. some math yeah that's kind of young in the future yeah. starfleet when people can live much longer so it's a agreed. bit young it seems agreed Something's suspicious. It's very suspicious. Very suspicious. All right. So it was very sad. Now we know Chakotay is the one who's passed away. And, you know, she's kind of getting advice from him about, you know, what, I guess, last second, you know, conversation. Whatever this mystery trip is, she's just hoping that if there's anything she hasn't thought of, maybe she'll think of it if she's there and symbolically just to Mm -hmm. say, you know. uh, Yeah. You know, I miss you. I yeah. guess goodbye because she may not be coming back. That's right. That's right. Whatever she's doing, she you know she keeps yeah. saying she may not, not be back. Goodbye, to everybody. Be back. So yeah, yeah. All right, we cut now, to Tom. And, yes, we cut to Tom and Bellano's quarters. <laughs> yes, we do. I love Sleepy Tom. Sleepy Tom's my favorite. This sleeping. This I'm was sleeping. one of my favorite scenes of the whole series for me. It's very good for you. I, yeah, <laughs> it starts in just a dark silhouette. We see. A bed. We see Balana sort of standing up in the in the light from the window, and she's yeah. calling for Tom. Tom, yeah. <laughs> and we hear Tom say, "I'm sleeping." Sleeping. And she says, "It's time for what?" I'll give yeah. you one guess. And then Tom pops up, <laughs> and he's half asleep, and he realizes that it's time for you know having the baby. So he reaches for his combat, but it's, it's not, not there. <laughs> and he then he goes to the grabs it off the the ledge and calls for the doctor and uh the doctor says well can she stand and he looks over the the camera she's whips already over putting her. on her she's already she's putting, putting on her jacket where to get to leave she's totally standing whips back to him yeah paris very officially affirmative still half asleep yeah and doc says well you got to report to sick bay and then it goes back to the wide shot and tom gets up and starts walking straight to the door in his boxer shorts and t-shirt <laughs> and my walk just made me laugh i was like the sleepy sort of you know panic walk but still yeah. asleep yeah and then he turned he realizes he's going without balani turns around 
to go back and she's heading out the door. Yeah, it's just the it, whole it's, thing. Is it's a funny, funny bit. It's so funny because you're so manic and not there. Like you're not, your brain's not, it's so foggy. And she's just moving very slowly, very deliberately. But yes. And she's just calm as getting all get out. It was just funny. The whole scene was beautifully staged, <laughs> beautifully shot for comedy. Yeah. Alan Craker nailed it on the comedy with uh, yeah. how he shot and staged the scene. I thought it was really yeah. one of my favorite scenes. We go from that scene to sick bay where now tom's a little more awake with the doctor <laughs> explaining that everything's fine but they're not she's not in labor yet it's, it's false, false labor false labor <laughs> almond with klingons yes hey, she's not and happy about that she her temper comes out on that one she's a little pissed when she says i want this thing out of me now she yells it was very funny it was but you even asked paris asked the doctor if labor can be induced and not recommend it so you're back to square one again by hmm. the way Yes. What happened subtly in those scenes is we're going back in time. Like up until then, we've kind of pretty much been in the future, right? That's right. That's right. So going back to your bedroom now, we're the first at the time we come yes. back. Yes. To this is the first time we see modern, time. our normal time. Exactly. So no jowls, no prosthetic weirdness no. for you. No, you don't look like Biff. That would be funny if you popped out looking like Biff and you were still. Like you were in the wrong time zone, right? And you're like, what? So, yeah. So we're our normal selves. Yeah, normal selves. mm -hmm, We're in Janeway's ready room, and Chakotay is there to inform Janeway of the false labor alarm that just happened. Mm -hmm. And Chakotay mentions that Harry has started a pool to guess the day and time of the actual birth. Janeway is like, yeah, I'll take next Friday at 2300 hours. So she's into this whole little Mm -hmm. pool that Harry has started. And Chakotay does mention that crewman Chell wants to take over the mess hall full time. And he, this made he, me sad when they were talking about this because it reminded me of Neelix. Is gone. I know, I know. That it made me sad. sad. I miss Neelix. It is sad. I and, don't and, want Chell's plasma leak soup. Yes, or... you do. You want his ch- chicken uh, warp cordon blue. I know you want that. <laughs> I, I didn't want that. red chicken alert warp. chili. Oh, uh, yes, you yes. do. Right. I didn't want it. I wanted Fine. Leola root stew. Root stew. <laughs> That's what I wanted. Janeway does ask uh, Chakotay if he will join her for lunch, but he says he's already made plans. And we jump to the next scene where we see him walk into the cargo bay. And this is where I kept thinking like, yeah, you know, Seven really deserves her own quarters. I mean, she's just got the cargo yeah. bay. That's it. But she has a whole picnic thing spread out with a little, you know, blanket. Yeah, she did you know. research. She that, did research uh, on how to have a picnic is appropriate yeah, on for a third. third date. Where were the other dates? Exactly. Because everything was just sort of in her holo- – remember she did the holographic test of holographic yes. Chakotay? Yes. And I thought that's all it is. But – I guess they had real dates uh, since then. Well, so I was confused because this is their third I know, real, but I was, real date. I was completely confused. I was, like, I was confused. It felt very unmotivated. No. I thought about like Tom and Bolana literally took three seasons to build that relationship. I know. And they've done this. They've had three dates off camera before, just yeah. before the last episode. It just felt unmotivated to me. And, you know, it's just this scene is just offensive to all JC shippers. Yes, it is. End of story. It's just offensive. They, that comes on and they probably just go look, I mean, roll I, their eyes in disgust is what here's, happens. Here's the truth for me. Yeah. I don't I don't hate the idea of Chakotay and Seven as a couple for by the end of our series. It I just, just don't like the way it was handled. It, it was tagged oh, on as it, such a. 
completely tagged on. And yeah. like you said, you know, it takes time to like build things up like that. And just they're all of a sudden they're on, they're like an item, you know, it's like, yeah. what's happening here. This is yeah. bizarre. Moving over to the mess hall. Icheb is playing Kalto with Tuvok. And I like this thing because Harry is sitting next to Tuvok trying to yes. give secret signals to Icheb to help beat yes. Tuvok. Tuvok, Tuvok catches on to Harry's little ruse. And, yes. you know, he says to Icheb, uh, I must inform you that Harry has never beaten me. And that experienced players may take hours to make one move, even days. And then right that point when he goes, even days, that's when Icheb just decides to put it in his the place where he would Back think he would put he, it. Yeah, his first his original thoughts, instinct. you know. Yeah. And he hits it there and the whole thing switches into a full, he wins the game basically, right? Yeah. So Kalto is achieved. Harry is amazed. Icheb says, well, maybe it's just beginner's luck. And Tuvok just looks completely out of sorts. But Harry uh, it says, maybe this is his chance. So he runs around, says, I'm ready to play you now. And Tuvok says, no, I have to excuse myself. And he leaves. He's very he disturbed. Yes. And, and I know, feel like because we know where he's going in the future, yeah. this feels like yeah. the first time. This is signs. the beginning. Yes. This is the yeah. beginnings of his dementia. And yeah. so he goes to sickbay and the doctor does examine him. Tuvok says that, that the loss... Uh, at the Calto game was a result of another lapse in concentration. And the doctor's tricorder does read lower neuropeptide levels. Tuvok says that his condition is deteriorating. And the doctor says that, you know, it's just a small change and he just needs more medicine. This is another example to me, not quite as bold as the mm. seven Chicote out of nowhere thing, but I felt yeah. like, oh, this is a great story. And I wish there had been some moments that we had seen in any other episodes where it's like, yeah, he's just a little off, you know, if they had put in a line or two or just a mistake or two yeah. in, in a couple previous episodes, by the time we get to hear and the doctor says, yeah, it's getting worse. You kind of go, Oh yeah, that's been happening since whatever yeah. episode. Yeah. But it just came this out of nowhere. Completely came out of nowhere. Yeah. And we're just like, what? And then the doctor says, maybe it's time to inform Captain Janeway. And Tuvok quickly shuts that down. He says, no, I will inform her only when it begins to affect the performance of my duties. So he's he doesn't want anyone to know. You know, it's just yeah. it's something that he's not happy about at all because uh, it's scary too. You know, I mean, yeah. you're losing your you're losing your senses. You're losing your ability to to process things. And also, the doctor Bob played this very empathetically. Like it was very sad, even for yeah. the doctor. Like just a tragedy. This situation. So. Yes, agreed. Yeah. Uh, Astrometrics. We are in Astrometrics, and seven of nine is there. And on the view screen, we see Neelix. So all of Yay. your sad feelings about Neelix are now gone because you get to see Ethan Phillips, our good buddy Ethan, on screen playing Cotus Cot with uh, seven. Do all our games begin with K? Calto Cotus Cot. Okay. And now she uh, she asks how Brax is, and Neelix says, you know, you know, he's doing well, and that he is planning on asking Dexa to marry him. Uh, Seven so happy is happy for him. Oh, yeah, Seven's, Seven's happy for him as well. He does ask how the picnic uh, went, because it was his suggestion to go on a picnic with Chakotay. And at that point, an alarm sounds. Alarm sounds, and Seven notices that on long-range sensors, there are extremely high neutrino emissions accompanied by intermittent graviton flux. And Neelix asks, is that possibly a wormhole? She's like, I don't know. I have to investigate further, but it's about three light years away. At the very end, you know, Neelix uh, says we can finish our game tomorrow. And Seven says, I'll contact you at the usual time. 
Yeah, which is and cool, just, which means that he's still in contact with us all the time. It means you know? he's been in contact. Yeah. But the part that was funny to me is it seems like Neelix and Seven are suddenly friends. And again, these are all great ideas. I just wish they had pulled some of this story forward so that we yeah. could have seen some of it. Right. So that we could have seen a Neelix Seven scene where, Agreed. you know, where where she's asking him for advice or things like that. And it's probably you know? because they wrote it right before. They didn't have this, you know what I'm saying? They didn't have this thought until now. So I mean, I, I guess that's that's where like, I think the seven Chicote relationship is a great idea, but it could have, there's so many opportunities if they had pulled it way forward and started right. that halfway through season seven yeah, or with Neelix and seven's friendship or, you know, a lot I, of, I, yeah, things. no, I, I agree with you. You're making or even, perfect sense. Or even Harry becoming a captain. Like yeah. if you had gotten some opportunities to, you know, get a promotion or you're heading that mm. way or if Janeway had said you know you're going to make a great captain someday or something mm. just those little things throughout the season then this would be the payoff yeah. for things that we had set up whereas yeah. they're all great ideas but they weren't set up and that's why they are to me less satisfying because they just feel oh that's a great yeah. idea why didn't this you know where did that come from <laughs> anyway yeah no i you, you're making perfect sense but you know, and but you know as well as i do they were writing to oh, the last gosh. second, dude. Yeah. I mean, you remember how that was. We would get yeah. that script at one in the morning. We'd shoot the next day. It yeah. was like, what? When's that coming? They were literally yeah. not yeah. done yet. Not done yet. So when you're acting like that, uh, it's really hard to pull things out to sort of track them, you know, for yeah. six, seven episodes and then yeah. have the payoff at the final episode. I'm sure yeah. if they had... And it you wasn't know, the style back then for our for no. Star Trek. It was very standalone episodes. Yes, it, wasn't it was. No, nope. very much um, yeah. connective tissue. So. Agreed. But it would have been more satisfying if there was uh, more of a payoff, and that they brought yeah. all these all these little side B storylines up earlier, like in the beginning of season seven, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and pepper it in here and there, and then yeah. we would have been wow, that's cool. All right, so we're on the bridge, <clears throat> and Seven is explaining to the bridge crew that the emissions are occurring in the center of the nebula, and that there appear to be like hundreds of distinct sources, and then that just piques Harry's interest immediately. He's very excitedly adds, which could translate to hundreds of wormholes. Seven says, you know, radiation is interfering with our sensors, but if Harry is right, it could be the most concentrated occurrence of wormholes ever recorded. Tom says, one might take us right into your parents' living room. And Janeway says to Harry, Ensign, when you speak to your mother, tell her we may need her to move the sofa. So some cute dialogue here, okay? So I, I, can, yeah, I felt I thought, there was the Robert Doherty in this action right here. Yeah, so there may have been I, Bob Doherty stuff. Yeah. I, I felt like Tom's sarcasm, like, oh, Harry, maybe one of them will lead right to your parents' living room. Like, It wasn't sarcasm to me. You read it, it as wasn't? sarcasm? I read it as, I, I read it a little mean. Like, why is Tom being poking, mean? Oh. poking fun at him or making fun of him? He just wants to see yeah. his his parents he wants just like everybody else even jamie yeah. at the end tell your yeah. mom we may need to move the sofa yeah like it, it it felt like they were teasing harry a bit about how much he wanted to get home to me okay teasing I, or being you know uh, yeah i'll tell you i'll tell you my take on it i i really felt like you know i mean of all the characters there's only one person who would only this where this was their first mission and that was harry yeah. you know what i'm saying so yeah. they, it was sort of like harry's the everyman harry's the lower decks guy in in, yeah. in essence and he's the guy that really wants to get home more than anything else and so that's 
That's why if there was some teasing, I didn't see it as being malicious teasing. I thought okay, it was good, just sort of good. No, I thought it was good. I was a little teasing. worried, like Tom's Not being a little no. bit of a jerk. Teasing no, him. good. No, I thought it was funny. I was like, that's good. pretty funny. Uh, living nice. room. Ha ha ha. So yeah, it didn't bother me at all. So good. Um, all right. All right. We are at the, uh, the, <laughs> it's so lovely that Starfleet labels their building so clearly like we're Starfleet able to see medical yes. medical center medical sign. massive start sign yep yes and uh now we're in tuvok's room and he's walking around it's weird because in the beginning you hear him say the numbers like this he says seven one five three five three three one seven one five three five three three one but then when the physician starts talking about him repeating the numbers he goes he keeps saying the same numbers he says five three three one seven one five three three one seven one and i'm like oh that's okay that's not the exact um numbers that he said <laughs> earlier but that's all right that's okay yeah. that's fine um but the doctor is there he's very concerned and he uh tuvok is just rambling on about janeway's disappearance is a mystery mm-hmm. uh, janeway's this and that and it just it's a very um it's a it's her a disappearance scene. Re- yeah. remains a mystery her disappearance yeah. remains a mystery mm-hmm. keeps repeating that over and over again and all this emotion from tuvok to me was very unsettling <laughs> like i'm it not was. used to we're him. not used to seeing him like that no, no. he was very mm-hmm. emotional and it, it just was hard to watch like it's yeah, yeah knowing the dementia storyline and and who yep. tuvok truly is yeah it, it was very unsettling i thought it was great great performance mm-hmm. and great handheld shots like that kind of the lack of stability and feeling a little you know un- unsettled yes. with the camera i thought yeah. was really good it added to it shooting yeah good yeah. choice good great. choice alan craker starfleet academy uh at the uh, classroom of barkley barkley's classroom yeah. the doctor arrived to talk with barkley about his concern with janeway's request for the experimental medication red starts stammering which is the tell that the doctor yes. has picked up, up picked on doc- uh, picked up on he's like wait yes. a minute you don't stammer anymore. Something's going on here. You're withholding information. Where's Janeway? So, yeah. That Doc is a, a very good lie detector. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the doctor, by the way, says, you know, you wouldn't be, you know, withholding this information unless she's doing something dangerous. So the doctor is concerned that this is a dangerous uh, move. Yeah. And the doctor demands at the end of that scene, tell me where she is, Rich. So we don't That's know right. if the yeah. doc finds out or not yet. We don't. He's. They don't, but He's it's a cool cut here. because when he says, yeah, and very emphatically, he says, tell me where she is, Reg. And then it cuts to the exterior shot of Janeway's shuttle orbiting this moon or planet. I, I think it was a moon. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It, looked it didn't like look too planety. Uh, we have a shot of a cave interior. We see Janeway materializing from her beam in. Morale comes to greet her with a couple of Klingons. At the very beginning of this, I was having flashbacks to sacred ground. The episode. Oh yes, with the caves and, the, and, caves and, the, and, the, and, and the candles. The candles. <laughs> I I had sacred ground flashbacks. Yeah. I was like, oh, I remember directing y- this episode. Yeah, your your very first directing job ever. Yeah, it was. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, professional one yeah. that is. Uh. Yeah. So. Uh. Yeah. So. Anyways, as the Klingons come in with morale, there's a little bit of. Uh, uh, I guess a heated, you know, exchange between Morale and one of the Klingons. Yeah, Morale's tough. Yeah, she's a tough. I wrote one. down. That's my girl. That's she's your tough. girl. Yeah, she yeah. snapped right back. And uh, Janeway asked what she said and basically said, well, they felt that Janeway was disrespecting them. And and, and basically, Morale steps in and says, like, no, she's not. And if you don't let, you know, if you don't back off, I'm going to break your arm. Is what she said to him. So she threatened nice. physical violence is what your daughter nice. is. So she's yes, an enforcer. That's my girl. She's an enforcer. Okay. Yeah. Janeway dismisses your daughter. She's like, thank you. You're done. And J- Morale's like, what? 
she I've doesn't been working on that. No, yeah. she doesn't want to go. I'm with you. She's like, no, 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 no. I, I have to go do this alone. You're, you're, you're done. Thank you. Um, so she leaves, and Janeway continues to walk into the room where Korath is located, and uh, they have a little bit of talk back and forth. And it's it's Von Armstrong uh, that's playing Korath, right? So uh, he does not give her what she came for, even though she already gave him what he needed, the seat on the High Council. Uh, but she did not get what she was coming for, which we still don't know what it is. We just know it's no. very dangerous, whatever it is, right? Um, mm-hmm. Janeway's dismissed by Korath. She leaves, not happy. We jump to a scene in, on uh, the bridge, and mm-hmm. Janeway is there. The whole gang is there. She hails Seven to see if uh, Seven has any further data on the neutrino emissions. We hop over to Astrometrics, and we see Seven, and she says, no, she hasn't really seen anything uh more than what she saw before. We're back on the bridge and Tuvok does detect a Tritanium signature, at which point Janeway, who's standing by Paris, says evasive maneuvers. So we're trying to like get away from whatever the Tritanium signature is. And it's signature kind is. of in this cloud it, Oh yeah, the nebula, yeah, the nebula the has nebula. all this yeah, cloudy stuff going on. So you, we don't know what, what the heck's going on. It's we like can't fog. See. It's like it's driving pea in soup. the fog. It's yes. pea soup. Then Kim quickly reads another Tritanium signature. I really liked my reading of this line. I said, yeah, I'm reading good. another Tritanium signature right on top of us. I gave this urgency to it, which really cut well with that you know the next scene the, of um, the next the shot or cube emerging out of the nebula gas and very janeway, cool reveal oh my god cool reveal but even cooler was when janeway says your name she said your name the same way as if your wife was sitting next to you and you're driving and you're about to hit something she was oh. like tom she went tom like a tom like that and yeah. and both of you ducked which I, I thought, like, that is hilarious. It's I mean, so like, funny. As if that would actually make us miss the board cube by ducking. No, no, no. It it's makes your commands. No it as if it's going to, like, come in the view screen and, and over and, our and, heads. And, 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 yes, and we'll exactly. be okay. And give you a bit of a haircut. Yeah, we like, both what's going ducked. on? Yes. What would, why did you guys, did Krinker actually we, direct you guys to duck there? He must have. Or, or maybe I, the script said it? No, I don't but know. see. What? But what shocks me is that nobody, including myself, that was on the bridge, nobody looked at that script and said, excuse me, why are they ducking? Um, yeah. There's no, you know what I'm saying? Nobody yes. even, even the script supervisor, even the first AD, nobody said, hey, no, this doesn't was, really make sense. Was, why are they no, ducking? No, it doesn't make sense. But it made us, it made us laugh. It I made know us you laughed laugh. when you saw yes, it. Yes, <laughs> I did. I think it might be in my reaction videos. I, yeah, it's, it's yes. Yes. Anyway, Janeway tells Tom to get us out of here now once we realize that this this is like Borg Central. So uh, we have an image of Voyager on a Borg view screen. And as we see this, we do hear the voice of a Borg voice saying, uh, 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 vessel identified as Voyager, we will pursue and assimilate. Then the camera pans over to the Borg queen standing in this very cool looking chamber that she's standing in. And she's got this great backlight behind her. She looks great. She kind of comes down the the elevator thing. Does she move down or is she already standing there? She does. She comes down down a little bit. And the light follows so they've got like rock and roll lights behind her that are yeah. tilting and the lights, down. The lights moved with her as she went yes. down. And ah, that's perfect. a complicated thing for the crew to program because yep. you've got to get it just precise, mm-hmm. good enough that it, it lights the actor, but it doesn't flare the lens. That's right. Those are hard shots to do. That they is take a, a little shot. time. Agreed. It was great. Agreed. Great close up. And it's Harry's girlfriend. It's the board. It's queen. my girl. The board queen says to the cube, do not pursue Voyager. I will keep an eye on Voyager. So now we know something's amiss. Something's yeah. afoot. Something is happening right now with uh, the Borg Queen. And mm-hmm. we don't know what it is. We, don't know uh, we jump is. to the briefing room and there is confusion over why 
the cube did not detect us. And Kim wants to go back. Kim's like, I want to go back. Janeway says no. And she says her quote, I'm sorry, Mr. Kim. You might be the captain someday, but not today. Oh, you might be the captain. That's so right. there is that in there. See, there is get a little it? bit of that. Yeah, get it? Yes, yes, yes. Get he's it? the captain. Yes. I get it. I we're get shadowing. it. Okay. Exterior space shot of Voyager at Impulse, and now we're in the corridors yes. where we see Tom kind of strolling along, and Harry runs and catches up and says, "Hey, what you doing after your shift is over?" And Tom's like, "Not much." So Harry suggests one last adventure before Tom becomes a father. So he hands him a padded. And the minute that Tom looks at it, he's just like, nope, <laughs> not into this. Because not... clearly these are plans that Harry has drawn up to modify the flyer to help it to be to remain, I guess, undetected when we fly back into the nebula to find the right wormhole to get back home. So Tom's like, not even into this. And Harry's like, no, 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 no. We can get this approved by the captain. Just come with me. And again, Tom's like, no. And I love that little ending scene where you're in the turbo lift and, and Tom... Uh, and Harry sticks his foot in stopping the doors from closing. He's like, Captain Proton would never do this. And then Tom's like, yeah, Captain Proton doesn't have a kid coming along. So it was mm-hmm. a nice kind of like a real, a, re- a, a shot of realis- a realism, basically. Like, you know, a, a shot of reality for Harry yeah. to realize that, look, Tom's grown up now. He's got responsibilities. He's got a family. He's not going to jump into the sh- uh, the Delta Flyer and fly into forty seven Borg cubes for fun, you know, or yeah. or to find a, a way home. He's just not going to risk it. So, well, I also um, like in the hallway scene near the end, just for the turbo lift part, where yeah, Harry says, "Don't you want to find a way home?" And yeah. Harris's response is, "I am home, Harry." Yes, that that was a pretty that was profound very, yeah. moment. That's very like, profound. Yeah, that is very profound. He likes it here. He's got it good. He's changed. Yeah. He's evolved. It was great. Great oh, scene. Yeah. It, very very good scene. Okay, so now astrometrics. We oh, got astrometrics. We astro- Chakotay. Chakotay comes seven, in asking for dates. Another yes, date. he's here in an unofficial capacity. He says, oh, uh, wondering about when they can get together again. And literally the way. Beltran was like kind of walking around and chasing her. I was like, wow, he has got the hots bad for her. He's like, when can we get together again? Walking, following her, being all charming. I, I was I like, I did not read it that way. I okay. totally did. He was ready for more dates, like okay. bad. And he makes a joke. She says, well, what, what, what should we do on a date? And he says, well, it depends on your research. Mm-hmm. Would a quiet dinner be an appropriate fourth date? And she says, no, I think that's more of a fifth date. Right. And Chakotay, with all his his kind of innuendo, is like, well, I'm willing to skip ahead if you are. Innuendo, like, let's go beyond the dinner and all of it. Let's just cut to the chase, is what Ugh. I was feeling from it. It was yeah. feeling very, like, very, let's cut to the chase. Okay. Yeah, that yeah. was my vibe in the scene. All but right. not a long scene, very short scene. No, it's very short. The next yeah. scene is longer. We're in sick bay. The doctor is giving Seven her maintenance checkup. Everything's fine. And then Seven asks if the failsafe device and her cortical node can be extracted. And the doctor says, oh, you know, actually, I was hoping that you would ask uh, mm-hmm. me about this because I've already gone ahead and done the research. I figured out how to actually reconfigure the microcircuitry with a single procedure. So now you can experience a full range of emotions and you're she's not going to shut down like she did in that one episode. But then after that, the doctor says, speaking of dates, once the failsafe is gone, you'll be free 
to pursue more intimate relationships. And Seven says she's aware of that. And you can tell she's very embarrassed to talk about this with a doctor. Mm -hmm. How did you read what he said after that? He says, which, which part? If you decide that you need help with that aspect of your humanity, I'm always at your disposal. I think it was, if you want to have a relationship, I'm interested in having a relationship with you. But I didn't, I didn't feel like it was so blatantly nookie as the previous Chakotay scene. The previous Chakotay scene to me was, let's just skip all the other dates and have nookie. Whereas this one was like, the doctor to me was like, oh, you want to learn about being human and explore your rom romantic side? I can help you. I'm, I would be willing to have a relationship with you and, and develop a romance. Okay. And she shuts him down immediately. But she's clearly wanting to explore that side of her humanity, yeah. having rela intimate relationships, not just sexual, emotional, all of it. Right. And he's sad. It's a sad moment, you know? Yeah. Because she says, I already have all the help I need. And when he responds, ah, of course. It was very sad to me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, it, the sad part was because she says, I already have all the help I need. And he goes, ah, of course, you'll undoubtedly be running more simulations with the Chicote hologram. And she goes, no, actually, I'll see you at 1800 hours. So now he knows that she's not with the with the hologram. She's with a human, yeah. an actual human version. That's a when human, he but I don't think yeah. he knows that it's Chicote. Okay, yeah, I don't yeah. think he, he know. just knows that there's someone. There's someone real. Yeah. Yeah. And then that, someone real. And that landed. That landed. Yes, with that him, totally like, landed. Hard. Like he was tarp. I love this point. scene with the Doctor and Seven. Yeah. I thought this was a great yeah. struggle with her about letting go of her boredness and the yeah. fear of going into a more human experience and mm. all the things that that means. I yeah. thought it was a great scene a for scene. both of them. Yeah. We're in the Klingon lab next and Janeway comes in. She says that, you know, she's reconsidered his offer yeah. um, about the shield emitter that he wanted to buy. And she said the first time that it wasn't for sale, but now she says, uh, I'm, I'm willing to give you that shield emitter, but first I want to inspect the device that, that you say you have. I haven't seen it yet. I yeah. want to inspect it. She wants to make sure it's the real deal. Yeah. He's offended. Yeah. He's like, Oh, you question my honor. You don't think I'm telling you you know, yeah. the truth. Yeah. And she says, uh, well, you changed the terms. So you question. Yeah, she she you calls know, his, yeah. She says, if you were honorable, you wouldn't have changed the terms of our agreement. Like you already, you already changed everything to begin with. You're the one that's yeah. dishonorable. So he thinks about it for a minute. He, he has the other Klingons lower the force field that's hiding this device in this little alcove. She steps in to look at it. Not only was it a force field, wasn't it also something like you couldn't like even see it? Like device, it was a cloaked, yes. yeah, it was a cloaking yeah. thing yeah. that happened there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then she looks at it and she kind of puts something on it, like a tracking device or something. And she says, this will do just fine. And then yep. she, she hits her tricorder and, and she and the device beam out. Isn't that what beam happens? Out. Yeah. Oh she's, a, she's tricky and she's, he's pissed. She just stole it. Basically yeah. she tricked him and stole it. So as they, as they shoot at her, as she's beaming out. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love it. And now she's uh, in her shuttle, shuttle yeah. that she's going on the secret mission. Yeah. Um, she asked it to deploy the armor. We cut outside. We see these plates of armor. Yeah. going over the shuttle and i thought that was super cool visual it's effect. cool except for one thing it yeah. covered everything including the nacelles 
Like, don't we need the, the cells to be sort of open so that we can, you know, impulse and warp out Probably. of there? Like, it's like, I I, think it, so. it's sort of like covering the muffler on your car, covering every way of, of venting any type of anything, you know? Like yeah, nothing's maybe. going out. So it was kind of weird. Maybe, maybe the shielding is like one directional, you know. Ooh, maybe. Okay. Hey, look at that. You're speaking science now to me. Thank yes, you. Yes, I am. I'm an engineer. <laughs> they fire. It looks super cool. Tom Paris is jealous. I'll just say he, that. I'm sure. She's in the super cool shuttle. They fire at her. She flies away. Yeah. Korath comes on the monitor. He's pissed off. <laughs> um, he even says, you know, uh, we will not rest until you are drowned in your own blood. <laughs> so he's... He, he's yeah, he's pissed. But to me, I, I kind of chuckled a little bit because i know von armstrong very well and yeah he's, he's oh he's, he's the, the most sweetest mellow guy. sweetest guy and yeah. for him to say i won't rest until you've drowned in your own blood is like he would never say that no he it's would so never opposite say. of who he is as a person but that's why he's a good actor so she's gone she's out of there right she mm -hmm. uh she says later computer warp six and this is when i realized when she when she went to warp the nacelles are completely covered. How the hell are you going to warp? So that's it's what I was one, thinking. It's, it's one a uni, way. unidirectional. It. It's yes. a unidirectional shielding. It yes. only shields from the outside. Anything from the inside can can exit. Correct. I think Tom designed this unidirectional shielding, <laughs> and she's just used. She, he's part of it. Um, so. Clearly, you did. A little later, we're still in the shuttle. The computer tells her that they're approaching the coordinates. Yeah. She, she comes to a stop. stop where she wants to be. Vector one two one mark six. No, no, that's not where she wants to be. That's the computer warning saying that the vessel approaching from Vector oh, yeah, that's of right. 121 Mark 6. Yeah, we see a Starfleet vessel. And guess what? It's the USS Rhode Island, which is Harry's ship. Harry gets to command that one. Uh, he says, lower your shields, Admiral. Prepare for transport. Uh, I'm taking you into custody. And Janeway says, look, you've got no grounds to take me into custody, Captain. And Kim's like, look, Reg told the doctor everything. Doctor told me. Just stand down. Janeway's like, okay, all right, I will. If you let me explain why I am doing this. Mm -hmm. So uh, that brings us into the next scene, which yeah, is on the USS Rhode Harry's ready room. I get a ready room. Look I at know. That. I'm so happy. Okay. Very cool. And Harry is just not convinced. They're clearly no. mid-conversation. Yeah. Uh, he says, you don't even know what the consequences could possibly be. Mm -hmm. And she says, well, I know the consequences if we don't do something. Right. And so do you. Right. And she wants to change the future the past you know she wants mm -hmm. to change the timeline a bit right clearly right i, think I put that together at this point <laughs> like yes she's, she's trying to go back and change it <laughs> harry says have you told anybody starfleet command nope she hasn't harry is very insistent when he's talking to janeway he's saying are you absolutely certain that it will work because you're not absolutely certain certain i mean even if it, even if it wasn't a violation of every rule in the book it would be so so risky dangerous yeah it's just dangerous right and then um Janeway says well I remember a young ensign who wanted to fly into a Borg infested nebula just to explore the remote possibility that we might find a way home which refers back to the scene yes. where Harry was trying to grab Tom to do the uh, yeah. modifications on the flyer and Kim says well yeah but if I remember correctly you stopped me and Janeway says look we didn't know what we know now and so um you know Kim's like our technology may have advanced but Janeway goes look look this is not about tech this is about people, people who are not as lucky as you and I are. So we're basically talking about Chakotay. Mm -hmm. So JC shippers everywhere, they can rejoice. Here she is trying to do something to get Chakotay back with us, yeah. basically. That's what I, that's what I, I love. Out of this. I also love the way that 
Alan Craker shot the scene, the profiles, when you guys are debating, you know, you're yeah. like, no, it's too risky. Yeah. She's like, here's my side, your side, yeah. my side. Yeah. Uh, I love the profiles. And then when she gets into, it's not about this technology we're debating. It's about people. Yeah. He came around to the front and started pushing in on her. You know, and it her. was just beautifully yeah. built um drama in the scene the way that he shot it the kinds of it shots was, he used it, were I, perfect they were so organic that's yeah. what i liked about it right there was an organic feeling yeah. to that shot it just flowed it flowed yeah. very well yeah. yeah it was great yeah now we go to chakotay's quarters we're clearly back when he was alive so back in our real timeline and um seven beams in to his quarters with flowers and he kind of makes a joke about something wrong with the door but she didn't want everybody to see her carrying flowers to a first officer's quarters. Right. And he goes to put him in water and she grabs him and whips him around into their big passionate kiss. And I just, you went, Ooh, I went, you? Ooh, Ew. it just does. It's not that I went, Ooh, cause I... they should never, it's just too fast. It's out of nowhere. Yeah. But anyway, it yeah. happens. It she happens. kisses him. There's some witty dialogue there. What about the second kiss? I'll have to check the database. Yeah. She does say, you know, she kissed him first because she just wanted to alleviate the tension. She had done research. She says she's going to check the database for the second kiss when he kisses her. Yeah. So they both clearly are choosing this relationship. Fine. They both want it. Fine. Uh, and then Janeway hails them off. You know, you hear Janeway's hail. Senior officer uh, reports the bridge. Would have been funny if she says, and get your lips off of my Chicote." Would have been good. Would have been funny. She said, has them report to the bridge. Chicote said his response is to Seven. He says, well, next time we should deactivate the comm system. <laughs> I thought... That's not very responsible for no. the first officer <laughs> to exactly. say, let's just turn off my phone while I have some nookie. You know, you could uh, be a member of the lower decks and say that, but if you're the bridge crew and you're saying the you're going to turn off now, you're no. the FO. I'm sorry. You can't do that. It just doesn't yeah. work. We go to the bridge. Uh, they come in from the turbo lift together. And I love when Kate looked back at them coming in. Did she give him a look? Was she it a sort look? of did like a... Like a head shake, like oh, she knew. Oh, really? I did not I mean, catch a, that. It was a Cape Mulgrew. Like, I didn't catch mm, that. Together, huh? I didn't okay. catch that. I did. Oh, I did. my God. Um, but she says that there's some oh sort of temporal God. rift. Yeah. And yeah. Seven wants to know how it's where it's coming from. Janeway says trying to figure it out. Uh -huh. And we cut back to the future, Janeway. She's in her shuttle. Yeah. And Kim is working on, you know, propulsion. <laughs> Plasma flow. He's trying to make sure that if she's going to do this. Yeah, that it's going to go off the best, you know, that it go can off go off. But I love his opening line in this scene. If Starfleet Command finds out I had anything to do with this, they'll demote me back to Ensign. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> oh, no, we don't want that. Yes, so, no. Yeah, no. But, but she's helping She's helping uh, her get everything done. Janeway says, I always assumed this was a one-way trip. And mm -hmm. that gives Harry pause because he didn't know that that's what was happening. Yeah. He's like you sure I can't talk you out of this? And, and uh, he looks at her conviction in her face and he says, right, stupid question. And that's when she, she kind of, she grabbed my face over. She kind of grabbed you. And, she walked to the back, looked at you, yeah. you, you know, turned you toward her. Yeah. And I thought, oh, she's going to kiss Harry. I guess everybody's <laughs> kissing in the, no, I guess no, seven and no. Chakotay are kissing. No. Oh. I guess Harry and Janeway's going to kiss Harry. Why not? No. Everybody should kiss everybody. I'm, okay. Okay. Right now. But she didn't. Gonna, she hugged no. you. She hugged you. She but hugged. for a moment, she, I was like, what's happening? No. I will say after the hug 
And when I look at her, it's we're face to face, right? Yeah, and it was I a look nice at her, moment. It was a great moment. Once I, I realized I you weren't going to make out, I was yeah. fine with yeah. it. it was, <laughs> but for a moment, I was like, oh, God, they're going to make out. She goes, remember, it's always our secret. You're my little boy toy. <laughs> and she walks right after she gives me this huge kiss. That's You're my little boy going. toy. And she yeah. leaves. Yeah. <laughs> well, that would have been funny. But no, the, the minute I, after she hugs me, we we have this face-to-face. We're looking at each other's two shot. And I, and I just say, I said, Kim to the Rhode Island, one to beam back. All of my emotion and uh, was, I felt more of my emotion was in that line and that last moment before I beamed out. Then mm-hmm. the, the, then the prior, the prior beat, the prior mm-hmm. beat, I didn't think landed as well as, as that just Kim looking at Janeway, knowing that this I is probably the last it was time a really nice. See I wrote down, okay. it was a really great scene. Like so I loved okay it. With it. It just yeah. freaked me out that you in were the beginning. Make you out I was going to make out with Janeway. Yeah, wow. Yeah. That's funny. Okay. It was funny. It was terrifying. <laughs> well, um, because because you got thrown for a loop about because with Janeway and Chicote, uh, sorry, with Chicote and uh, Seven, uh, with the yes. whole like you know she grabbing him and kissing him and so you thought yeah the same it was thing coming was happening. kind of right near that and I was like <laughs> oh great everybody's kissing everybody it was great it was awesome. <laughs> oh my god and then you kiss the doctor and that'll be it yeah exactly <laughs> like I wouldn't have been surprised uh, which did happen in a prior episode remember that yeah. so yes okay so anyway so. Harry beams back and uh, Janeway then activates the chrono deflector. Yes. And this funky, we see an exterior shot of the actual the thing the turning green on. Thing, it's a it green thing. Like it has a green like lantern a thing. or something. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It comes up on top of the shuttle. And now the, the two Klingon ships just kind of come out of nowhere, starts, you know, fl- firing at Janeway. She wants to deploy that cool ablative armor, but it's uh, offline. It's not going to be, uh, it's not going to help her at this point. So she goes with evasive pattern beta six and she hails Harry. She says, Harry, I'm under attack. How fast can you get back here? Actually, like Harry wouldn't have been gone that long, right? I mean, I think he just beamed back. Oh, no, so just left. Just, yeah, yeah he's so close by. He's close by. Now we're on the bridge uh, and two Back in our real timeline. Is this real timeline? Yeah, normal. Yeah, timeline. I, I, yes, that's right. And he says he's detecting Nadion discharges on the other side of the rift. Chicote's like weapons fired. And Tuvok says possibly, but the signature is Klingon. So Janeway now goes red alert because she doesn't know what's happening right now yeah. at all. And then we see back in Janeway's shuttle. Harry does return. He yes. does return. We see out in space the ship returns, starts firing at the Klingons. Right. He wants to transport um, Janeway over to the Rhode Island. She's like, no, no, you know where I'm going. It's not to your ship. Yeah. Uh, and Kim's like very worried. He's like, well, like, your structural integrity is failing. He's like, just just get the Klingons, Klingons off of my tail, Harry. Um, and then she activates the tachyon pulse and directs it to uh, the spatial and temporal coordinates. Flies into this mm-hmm. rift out in space. It's very yeah. cool. We cut to the bridge in our timeline. Tuvok yes. says there's a vessel coming through the the rift yeah chicote says a klingon no it's a federation vessel and yeah. then we see admiral janeway shuttle fly uh, out of the rift uh from the future mm-hmm. and then back on the bridge we're hailed janeway says on screen and we see admiral janeway talking to captain janeway and uh the admiral says recalibrate your deflector to emit a tachyon pulse you got to seal the rift Janeway, uh, Captain Janeway, questions her, well, you should probably introduce yourself first. Tuvok tells her the Klingon vessel is coming through, and Admiral says, close the rift. In case you didn't notice, I outrank you, Captain. Now do it. And they close the rift. I love that Admiral Janeway is bossing Captain Janeway around. It's great. great I do. 
Can I just tell you my alternate final third line um, ending of my haiku? So my haiku was 10-year reunion, Janeway plan solo mission, secret time travel. It, and the other one I first came up with was 10-year reunion, Janeway plan solo mission, Janeway meet Janeway. <laughs> that's, good. That, that's the other alternate ending of that haiku so there you go i love that uh, she's bossing around when yeah. they close the rift the very last line is that the janeway captain janeway asks what's going on what the hell and, is going on yeah yes and then we see her response the admiral's response but we see it on a borg view screen view screen she yeah, says the borg i've queen come is to it. bring voyager, voyager home, home. Mm-hmm. and the borg queen is watching this mm-hmm. And we know there's going to be trouble. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. And that's it. That's the end that of this episode. Part or at least one. the first of part one. That's for part sure. Part one finishes there. Oh, my gosh. Um, what is your lesson from part one? Do my you have a lesson. lesson from one? I did. I okay. did. I had a lesson. Okay. The lesson is sometimes you have to break the rules to do something important. I think that, you know, Janeway's mission of if she's going to help the people she loves and correct some mistakes. And she has a way to do it. She's going to have to probably break some rules and she's only breaking the rules that put herself at risk. She's not breaking rules to put anyone else at risk. Hmm. So I, I'm, I'm on board with her. Logic I like here. that. Yeah. I do like that. Yeah. I don't have a specific lesson for this episode. I, I have a lesson for actors from this yes. episode, which is yes. when they tell you they're putting old age makeup on you, and they're going overboard and giving you too much, saying, no, this is not realistic. I want less jowls and stuff. Stop, you know, I don't know. I'm just, be be, be prepared to not, not just go with the flow always, thinking that they know what's right all the time, because clearly that was not right. The yeah, I think wrong. Kate and, and Roxanne were correct when they, they were. said, nope, nope, they were. too much. They vetoed all the jowls, and they looked perfect. And yeah, whereas they looked we, appropriate. We should have vetoed the jowls and the extra prosthetics, and we would Although it's perfect. cool. I'm glad I got to put that cool makeup on. Like, it looked you, cool. Yeah. Oh, I I'm glad that I got to see you as Biff. So yes, that made you. me happy. Okay. What's your rating on this? I'm going to give this a, I'm going to say a 9.5. Whoa. I'm going to go high. Wow, you are. I'm going to go high. Just because it used everybody. We're all in this. Okay. We are all in this episode. I felt. Okay. I felt across the board. Yeah. There was humor. There was drama. It was uh, a whodunit. Yeah. It was a mystery. You don't know what the hell is going on. It's a great, it's masterfully created. Like I said before, I mean, all the, the story structure and, and how yeah. everything twists and turns. No, is the story very is well really, done. really well done. Yes. The story is really well done. I love the performances. I, I actually really like this episode too, but the lack of setup for the seven oh, okay. Chakotay for me yeah. is a big ding on it and i'm going to give this still very strong rating 8.5 okay 8.5 but i think if if that had been uh set up and this was the payoff this would be a 10 for me this would be a 10 like if our all right if our old age makeup you and me was done correctly it was a 10 with that you really? know i dropped a point five. Oh yes man i mean i thought this was a great great episode it's and a really good episode it i dropped it down 8. to 5. yeah it dropped 0. 0.5 because of our makeup and that was it 
There was no other okay. reason other than that. Otherwise, it it had all the elements that you say is a good episode, yeah, which is I, I need to see all the players in there. You know what I'm saying? I don't want yeah. one guest star being the main focus for the entire episode. It's not. No. It's not. We're we are all equally in this thing, all the way across. Although, although Balana's not in this a whole lot and yet. She's in there with her pregnancy. She's in there with her, yeah. you know, in the, she's in there, dude. Yeah, she's, she's not she's not an afterthought either. So yeah. Yeah, um, so true. I really, 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 really enjoyed this episode. Yeah, and all right, well, thank you for listening. And mm-hmm. uh, I can't believe you joined us for this part one. We've got one last podcast for the Voyager episodes, and it's Endgame Part Two, the finale. Wow, I'm gonna cry. I know. Okay. Um. Yes. All right. But we still have more to do on this episode. And for those of you who are Patreon patrons, please stay tuned for your bonus material.